Hello, welcome to First Time Parents. We share every single thing about our life. My husband, Griffo, and I are from toddler tantrums to marriage meltdowns. We bear it all. And last week's episode, you would have heard where I I confessed that I felt like a shit mum. And I sent a message to my coach, Dominique Fletcher, and I said, I'm a shit mum. And I actually feel like a psychopath from, you know, one minute loving my child so hard to the next minute wanting to throw a book at his head uh, because he wouldn't go to sleep. And we want to normalize these conversations. So we've asked you to come on today and talk about your shit mum stories. And shit mum stories, we mean when you're constantly telling yourself in your own mind, I'm a shit mum. So Dom, hello, she's back, week two, woohoo. And I may be a shit mum mom because I've got them on the TV and they may come in. They've been warned. <laughs> hey, that's all part of the realness of this podcast. We're literally juggling as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have Kiara here today. Uh, so she messaged me on Instagram. Hello, Kiara. Hi. <laughs> now, do you feel like you're a shit mum? I am a shit mum. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> And so can you tell us how many kids do you have? I have three kids. I've got an eight-month-old, a three-year-old, and a five-year-old. So it's really, really hectic for me. Yep. Oh, my God. And here I am whinging that I've got, a you know, a three-year-old, and then you're throwing a five-year-old and an eight-month-old in there. Yeah, but this is what I say because I think you can't really compare to the amount of kids because wherever you are, it's hard. Mm, yes, and we said that last week, didn't we, Dom? Mm. We've all got different stories. Yes, yeah. Different ages, different challenges. Fully, yeah, I agree with that completely. And it can be so alienating because I remember when I used to have a newborn and everyone would be like, oh, you know, make the most of it. This is the easy stage. And I look at them like, I've had no sleep. This is not easy. What do you mean? You know, and I, whenever I see a mom now, no matter what age, I say, you know, it's so different each age. Really, yeah, yeah mm. different challenges each time. Yeah. So, Kiara, that I'm a shit mom. How often do you say that to yourself a day? Do you think internally? Um, there's definitely quite a few times. For me, it's like sometimes I get to bed at night and I lie down and I have in my mind that anticipation of the next day, and it's like far out. I'm not like I'm not made for this like this is so hard and not feeling that joy of being like oh I can't wait to have another day with them it is like I'm overwhelmed and I need a break and I don't know if I can have another day full of frustration and with three kids always in my face needing stuff from me constantly and not having a break um yeah it's 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 tough I feel Um, like it, it really ebbs and flows throughout my days I love what you said about how you said you love love your son one second, they want to throw a book at them. And that is exactly parenting. And it's wild. It's wild because you love them so much. But then there are these moments where it's like, oh, my God, I want to throw you against a wall, you know? Yeah. And that's what we were saying, Dom, normalising just saying that, you know, out loud is like, fuck. How the resentment can build up of I'm doing this for everybody. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And it really does build, doesn't it, in us? And then we get to that point that we just explode. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. How how do you feel on a daily basis in your body? Does your body feel tense? 
or is it just tense during those times of reflection? Um, so I like before kids, I'm a big overthinker and like have quite a lot of anxiety and stuff like that. So for me, being overwhelmed is a like general start point for me to begin with. If I'm not really putting consciously putting in that work to like ground myself and slow my mind and have that voice of reason in. So then you throw uh, three other lives on top of that and all these responsibilities and a whole bunch of pressure and expectation and all of that. And it's for me, parenting in a state of overwhelm a lot of the time. And it's tough because because of these expectations, it's like, oh, I want to be a gentle parent and I want to enjoy the craft and I want to do the cooking and all of that. But I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy mm. it. It's stressful and it brings up all this tension in my body. And then I explode at the kids and I don't want to explode. And then it's just this big, messy chaos. Mm. Yeah, and it then leaves me feeling guilty and being like, why can't I do this? <laughs> and what, you know, at the end of the night when you're reflecting and anticipating the next day, what what stories are going on? What words are you using about yourself? It's um, that, like, I'm not good enough. Like, why can't I do What's wrong with me? Um, and thankfully, like, I think, it's only recently that I've come to this point where I do have acknowledged these feelings because I think it's very easy to be like, no, I'm just going to push those aside and I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to try to be this craftsman and do all these fun things and do my gentle parenting. You can do it, Carrie, you can do it. But then being like, actually, okay, you know what? I'm going to do that 50% of the time and it's okay for me to lose my shit and be a complete mess the rest of the time um, because that's me. That's what I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I can't. And I think we're in a very interesting time as well of mothering where we have like Instagram. So we have these snippets of every other, every lot of other mums' lives and um comparison. Yeah. And it's always these beautiful scenes. And that just <laughs> adds on that comparison, um, which makes it so much harder and makes this judgment on ourselves. But I think it's very beautiful because having that awareness means that we can bring ourselves back to a place of compassion yeah. um, and a lot of it comes from a lack a lack of compassion for what we're doing and what's happening in those moments when I'm not good enough and what's wrong with me you know it takes one flick through Instagram to be like your brain your mind is looking for evidence that this is so true yeah. and it's really important to acknowledge in those moments that these are stories, even though they feel so true and we feel them so deeply in our body. And these words may be words that we heard when we were younger as well. Yeah. we, You know, something to, that really helps is looking back, like what environment was I in was taking care of myself model. Like how did my mum and dad cope when I was, when they were stressed, were they reactive? Were they fiery? Um, were they overwhelmed? Did they do anything with that overwhelm? And, you know, we notice, oh, actually, this, this, this isn't me. This is just these stories that I thought was so true when I was younger. Yeah, you are. And we kind of like, you know, you know, and we always say parents do the best that, that they possibly can, but reflecting back on the past and, okay, what did my mom do when she was stressed? What did my dad do? Have you ever had that reflection? 
Yes, yes. So um, my mum was a single mum um, and not going to go deep into it, but uh, she really, really, really struggled. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do feel that coming in, but I think it also goes deeper because I think there is from being being a girl and growing up a girl, I think there is this expectation of this sort of white picket fence fantasy and that we're going to become moms and have children and we're going to be like, that's like the pinnacle and that's our happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is, and I remember being pregnant and thinking I'm going to be some sort of breastfeeding goddess sitting in a cafe <laughs> with my baby. Like, God, no, that was not the reality at all. <laughs> like, and oh, it's a- can oh I share God. a story? Can I yes. share a story? You know the breastfeeding poo? Um, I was sat in a cafe in um, Karanup. The poo went all over my legs, oh. all the way down the chair. I was so anxious anyway. I didn't know what to do. I cried. Oh. I just had that image in my Did head. Did anyone come over and help you? No. Oh, and see, this is the thing, isn't it? Like we're trying to hide our boobs. We're trying to hide the baby's face. People want us to go into the bloody bathrooms. Then they don't want us to, you know, breastfeed. Like they'll say you don't use formula. You've got to breastfeed. Like, fuck, you can't. Like, and sitting at a bloody cafe, Kiara, all I can think is I had a nipple shield on. I was trying to use nipple shields all the time. And like, and then if that didn't go in, then sometimes I'd start squirting everywhere. And like. (laughs) I've been there with the nipple shield trying to get it onto your nipple really casually in public <laughs> just the way you said this breast breast feeding goddess like you know sounds great but the reality is yes and that's hard and I don't think you realize quite what it's going to be like until you're in the position and then it's not how you realize and you're not meeting any of these expectations I remember saying there's not going to be any tv not going to have sugar I'm going to feed my baby organic homemade purees like <laughs> all this absolute shit and I didn't yeah. I didn't do any of it because I yeah. couldn't, I didn't have the capacity to do it. And then I'm sitting here being like, fuck, I'm shit at this. I'm a shit mom because I'm not meeting these expectations. But in reality, it's just really, really hard. And we're not meant to do this alone either. And a lot of us are. Um. So, yeah, there is. What helps you in those moments? Um. I always, as I said earlier, bringing myself back to compassion, compassion for what I'm doing taking a moment, grounding myself and saying, it's okay for me to feel these ways. Like I watch my children feel this way, feel frustrated, get angry. And I always try to have compassion for them and love, love on them in that when they're feeling those things. So I think modeling, it's hard. I don't always do. I'm I'm like, sometimes I just yell at them. I just, I'll just yell. I'll just yell. I'll get angry. I'll go, ah, what am I doing? But (laughs) But I do, I, there are moments where it's like, no, you just need to take a deep breath, have love for myself, have compassion for myself. What I'm doing is hard. And remember that I'm not meant to be doing this alone. Mm. And, the realness, and the realness of, you know, what that teaches to them of real life. I remember a conversation when my daughter said, when I have babies, I won't need your help. And I said, oh, okay, but I'm there if you do need your help. And she's like, no, I said, well, because she said she was going to have a dog. I said, well, maybe I could walk the dog for you because you might not be able to walk. No, I'm fine. And, you know, at such an early age to think that. Yeah. And that does actually carry through. You know, yeah. that we're supposed to live independently 
and have all our shit together, whether we're, you know, working or why is it not enough sometimes that we have to justify that, okay, I'm a mom now, my life has been turned upside down. What does that look like for me work-wise? What does that look like for me as a human being? But we're supposed to 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 justify what we do. Oh, well, what do you do? Well, I used to be this and I used to do this before kids. And it's not enough to say, I'm a mom. Yeah. Yeah. There is definitely not um enough reverence for what what we do, especially now. I think a lot of mums are working as well and um mm-hmm. juggling both those things add a whole nother aspect to it. And I feel like no matter what you do anyway, there is that judgment. You can't you can't win. You really can't win. Oh. Well where is the judgment coming from? Our minds. Yeah, yes, our yeah. minds, which then our it minds. starts with what we consume. It starts with, you know, I think even who we hang around sometimes. Um, but yeah, Kiara, you're doing such an amazing job. I love you. I know that you've got to run back to your three crazy children under five. <laughs> what if you could leave one thing with us before we chat to Kate? Um, what what would it be? Is there something that you would like to leave to other parents? Um, I think I would just like to say again, remember to have compassion for yourself and being a mom is really hard and you've just got to do what you can do and whatever that is, that is enough. Mm-hmm. You are enough. Yes, you, you are, are enough. <laughs> you are enough. When you're sitting there at nighttime and you're giving yourself shit at the end of the day, we want you to use those affirmations. Yes, beautiful. <laughs> We love you so much, Kiara. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for talking about this. It's so important. (laughs) Yeah. See you, legend. Lots of love. Hello, Kate. Kate. Hello. We are talking shit mum stories. And when I asked on Instagram, uh, you messaged me straight away. And I think I've got your message here. Um, the very first thing that you said to me was, um, hey, Heidi, hell yes, I'm a shit mum dropping into your DMs. Like, what the fuck? Trying to build an epic career so we can live and can continue to live a life of our dreams, but then has this feeling of failing as a parent, trying to do all the things in a male-dominated industry and feeling like I have to work twice as hard to make up for the kids' appointments. What a crock of shit. <laughs> It's crazy, isn't it? What we tell ourselves and, you know, what actually, you know, what other people actually see. It's very different to this narrative that um, that I've had for uh, probably the past 15 years, having a 15-year-old and a three-year-old. Um, I've, you know, wow. I've always been in that space of I've, I've got to work harder, I've got to push harder, I've got to, um, you know, make up for the appointments that may eventuate. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just. It's Where do you un- come from, Kate? The, those words that you say to yourself. Um. Probably my parents. Yeah. 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 So I um I had an absent mother, so I'm trying to be this mother that um that I wanted, mm. and trying to um, make sure that both the girls have you know all their needs met, and then when I'm trying to meet their needs. I actually don't like spending time with them. I'd prefer to, you know, I'd prefer to be at work doing me um, than sort of being stuck at home feeling like I'm suffocating because, you know, I've got a 15-year-old who's 
um, you know, obviously being a 15-year-old girl. And <laughs> Oh, shit, uh, I know what I was like as a 15-year-old oh, girl. <laughs> yeah, and then we've got, you know, a three. Anybody who tells you that terrible twos are bad, like the threes are worse. It's like the horrid threes of just pushing boundaries. And I'm just like, she'll have, they'll both have meltdowns. I'm just like, I don't actually want to be with you two. Like, I just want to go to work. And then it's a case of, well, I shouldn't feel like that. I'm a shit mum. I should be all yes. maternal and, and you know, jumping around in the backyard with them and having a good old time. And But, yeah, I'll tell you 90% of the time it's not like that. I don't know about you, Kate, because, you know, my mum, she, she was an alcoholic and really struggled in her life. So we didn't have that emotional support that I remember. So I noticed with mine, I try and overcompensate. So I can kind of understand how you feel in that respect that you try and overcompensate, but it just you just feel absolutely depleted. And it backfires. And it backfires. And then you just you constantly criticize yourself, going, I don't want them to feel the way I did. Yeah, we grew up, I grew up um quite poor. Mum left when I was two and we didn't have really anything. Um, I mean, I, I never went without because we lived with my grandparents who helped raise me. Um but, you know, there was something that sort of switched on that was a case of I will never allow my children to be like that. So I've literally given my eldest Grace absolutely everything. Holy shit. Like try and try and like correct that. So now she's she just assumes that, you know, she has no value for money. So now I'm like, oh, fuck, I've fucked her up in terms of her, her understanding of money and, oh, it's Don't just- worry, she's still got time. That was me. I mean, <laughs> my mum and dad, we grew up quite poor as well, actually. And then my parents were really hard workers. They both had their businesses. And then I noticed when we came into money or what felt like we came into a bit of money because mummy, 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 <laughs> mummy and daddy, <laughs> got all English, mum and dad had um, actually, you know, made way with their businesses and had made some good decisions. I had this probably what they felt was a disrespect for money and no value. And it took me until I was in my 30s, um, but I got there. So there's still faith for her and and hope. And I think this is why chatting about this now, it's like I know Dom will probably add here, like, but it's that compassion for yourself that you did the best that you could do. And also it's that, you know, they, it always comforts me, they chose this journey with us. They chose us and whatever lessons, however way in which perhaps I am creating these limiting beliefs in them, which scares the hell out of me, I have to just soften to that and go, you know what? This is their choice and they're going to perceive things in a certain way that I don't want them to, but this is their lessons to have. And that reassures me at times, not always. And I think, don't you reckon this comes up a lot with you and I, Dom, but especially when I said like the I'm shit mum text, Kate, and I said, I feel like a psychopath, like straight away you want to fix it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's probably so much that you feel like you've got to fix that there's that extra pressure on you and you being even more hard on yourself and then probably trying to recorrect it or, you know, reparent yourself and your toddler now because you don't want to do it that way. So you probably got you know, just a whirlwind of chaos sometimes going on in your head because of the pressure that you just put on yourself. And in those moments of real raw vulnerability of feeling a shit mom, we need to be held, we need to hold ourselves the most in those times. 
to say, you know, we're feeling like a shit mom and what, what do we need right now? We need to be held more so than them right now. And we, we talk about the rebuild and, of course, we do that and the arguments we have, but who probably needs it right there in that moment is us. Yeah, I've found that like through finding Heidi through Miss Mindset and I've recently finished up the Lull VIP, there was a lot of um, like reparenting and changing those narratives, which I think, you know, have helped um, like recently and particularly doing the Shed Your Shit with Heidi at Bondi and rocking up there, you know, with um, with the little one and and telling Heidi, you know, being able to actually shed that and be comfortable comfortable in a bikini will now allow me to um, to not just say to my girls they're beautiful and you know be comfortable in your skin. Words are words. Actions are completely different. Different, you know. And to be able to live by example for the girls, I think that's you know, in, you know, incredibly important. So you know, you're right around like the the reparenting and the stories we tell ourselves. You've got to really get to the crux of what the issues are and why you're behaving a certain way and what your triggers are and unpack it all so that you can move forward feeling empowered, but then also live by example for our kids. Oh, okay. I get emotional. Know. And take that heavy backpack off that we've been carrying full mm. of bullshit. Yeah, 100%. I just loved. So for those who don't know, um, Kate did, it's called Level Up Your Life with one of my friends, Miss Mindset. I've had her on my other podcast, Champagne Confidence, if you want to get around her. And then the Shed Your Shit events that I've been doing all around my book, you know, we take our clothes off, we get our photo shoot at the beach, we get in our bikinis. And it's so much more about taking your clothes off, isn't it, Kate? It's like you said, it's this, you're not just role modeling to, you know, your beautiful daughter that you brought Mm -hmm. along. You're also role modeling, you know, to the people people that are surrounding us that are that are looking on the beach that are strangers when we're showing up on social media and we're talking about this and then most importantly we're changing our own beliefs and you know the bullshit lies that that we tell ourselves in those moments as well yeah I've got to tell you after I left that event yeah. I walked all the way back to the car which is probably 700 meters just in my bikini <laughs> I thought fuck it I'm gonna own this shit and you know what it was freaking yeah. awesome it was oh. really empowering and uh, yeah, I mean, since then I've been to WA for the retreat with Bree, and um, I did the jetty jump in my bikini. Yeah, you know, it's just yeah. It make us realize that we actually get a choice in how we feel through it through motherhood. We can empower ourselves, mm. or we can listen to all that bullshit. Mm. Mm. But we we do have a choice, and sometimes yes, owning it and saying yes, this is hard, but you know, I get a choice. And how I feel in it. Yep. Just like you did on the beach. Like, Oh, I love that so much. And I literally just got a phone call from the newspaper before to ask me to comment on a story that's coming around about body shaming Santa now and all that kind of jazz. And I actually said... They said, oh, what's some advice that you would give to your young child or, you know, as you go through as a body positivity activist? And I said, it really does come down to the role modeling. And, you know, I found myself getting dressed for this Christmas party on the weekend and I was putting on my outfit 
And I could watch Memphis was standing there and I started questioning myself and like, you know, looking in the mirror because I'm not perfect either. I'll still have days when my inner critic gets loud. You know, those lies come up, the the stories come up like, oh, should you wear a see-through top with your bra out? You're a size 14, da-da-da. Like your cellulite's showing more. So, and I started ma- like making a few noises like, oh, oh, like that weren't positive noises. And Memphis then started imitating me and looking in the mirror. And so I saw in that moment, okay, shit, this is so important. Just the role modeling, exactly like what you talk about, Kate, you know, just the the fact that he was watching me so closely. And that was the advice that I gave today. I was like, monkey see, monkey do. So it's not about it's not about even what you say, you know, of, of course you should be aware of your negative self-talk, especially that's a big thing that I try not to do in front of Memphis, but just the actual way that he saw me looking at myself in the mirror and then started imitating it. I was like, Ooh, this is a whole other thing to, to, to delve into. So you bring that up today. I think that is so fucking important with, you know, mm-hmm. with toddlers. And I don't worry, I didn't call myself a shit mom when I saw him doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just went, oh, okay, awareness, hi. It's like you're allowed to have a day where you don't feel a hungry, you know, where you're not feeling like yourself, even though I looked like a 10 out of 10 once I got ready. Um, but, you know, I just kind of left it and I was like, okay, that's just good to know how closely he's watching me when I'm looking in the mirror. Yeah. But that also shows how much you've changed. I know. <laughs> like just the, uh, just even since last week, I'm a shit mum <laughs> when <laughs> I've had it. Yeah, what about it? That's a version of you, you know, in that moment propped up and you were like, it's okay. Yeah. Yes. And I think this is the thing why I wanted to keep sharing these stories and having Kate and Kiara on today with you, Dom, was because the way that we start to nurture ourselves is so important. And although I've still said that where I've had days where I'm a shit mum and feel like a psychopath or whatever, it has changed so much. And, you know, I had people messaging me on Instagram because they just saw, you know, the tile on Instagram stories. And they're like, oh, you're not a shit mom. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't need you to tell me that. I just need you to press play on this episode because it's so empowering to listen to someone talk about how you can make these changes and nurture yourself. Like today, Memphis nearly got my head stuck in the window. He started winding up the window as my head was in there giving him a kiss. And I literally freaked out and screamed because my head was stuck and I couldn't get it out. And dad had to stop the car. Like it was, you know, um, was like had to stop the window going up. I thought I was going to lose my head, like no joke. And I know Dom's laughing. It's kind of quite laughable now, but I screamed in that moment, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, fuck. And then I was like, ma'am, did you know what you just were doing then? Like when you're winding up your window, like that really hurt mum. And I started crying and I had to walk away. And I just held myself in that moment. I'm like, and I reached out to Griff. I was like, I want to call myself a shit mum because I just reacted to him and told him he was being a dickhead. And I just held myself and cried on the bed. And I messaged Griff and I was like, just saying it out loud, but I'm good. And I just held myself. I allowed myself to cry in that moment. And yeah, my neck's actually still quite sore. My chin's quite sore. And also, if you hadn't had that reaction in that moment, would he remember, oh, actually, doing that isn't a good idea? Yeah, I know. That's what my, and I actually called my mum and was vulnerable with my mum and my husband because I started to go on the loop of like shaming myself for yelling at him when I want to be a gentle parent (laughs) and you know and so yeah I I literally we I think we do the work daily don't we 
Oh, yeah, I think uh, it's never over. It's never it's over. Never. But, you know, as as Bree says, another level, another devil. Well, it's every every age is different, and it's a new challenge, and it's just about being kind to yourself. I think that is the number one: holding ourselves and being gentle with ourselves. And you know, sometimes reframing and say, "Well, what would I say if this was a friend? What would I say to them? Would I speak like this?" Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And then it's always like well, with the reparenting, like, would I speak to my child like this? Yeah, okay. I've spoke like a psycho sometimes, but majority of the time I wouldn't speak like that to them. So why am I speaking like that to myself? Yeah. Yeah. And remembering, you know, when we mentioned, you know, once Heidi, when, you know, look at that three-year-old version of you or four-year-old or teen-year-old, you know, see them in that room really vulnerable. How do you talk to them? Mm. Yeah, with love and compassion <laughs> and support and you see them, you feel them and you hug them and, yeah, it's so important. And, yeah, I love that you girls came on and shared today, Kate. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Is there anything? It's important. That- Can I say it's yes. important? Yeah, I was going to say, is there anything else you'd like it's, to add? I think I've always, in my friend group I've always been, like, really honest about it being a struggle but not everybody has those sort of friends. So I think you creating this space and really putting it out there, similar to the whole shed your shit stuff, I mean, you're just a legend and thank you for for providing this space for us. Oh, thanks, Kate. From one uh, shit mum to another, (laughs) well, the beliefs, anyway, the beliefs of being a shit mum, we're actually fucking awesome, aren't we? Um, Uh, I I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on today. And Dom, thank you so much for being back. I'll chuck all your details in show notes if people want to stalk you. Um, But yeah, thank you for helping me create this safe space. It kind of felt a little bit like mother's group, didn't it? But we went much deeper. We went much deeper. Oh, well, if you have uh, any other shit mum stories, please send me a message at underscore Heidi Anderson. If you're loving the podcast, please get around it. Griffo will be back. Uh, I don't know how he would have gone with the I'm shit mum stories, but um, maybe we'll get him to, you know, to speak to the dads. Um, but he will be back next week. And we love you. And thank you all for listening. Okay. Where do I press stuff?